And welcome back to episode 25 of Who's on Top. Congratulations, guys. We've made it to episode 25. Uh, we have some sporting analysts today, but I'm your host, Ori Benuri. The middle part master, Ellis Gordon. What's up, guys? We got uh, the fresh new cut, Jeremy Giles. At your service. And we got the frizz, bro. What the frick is happening there, Jacob? What's up? Angel Hernandez sucks. Okay. That's uh, nice. Jacob broke a TV remote, uh, but we'll get to that later. Let's talk about last week. Jeremy and Jake tied in terms of predictions, and like Man United, Ellis comes in as our loser. And uh, who's the overall winner right now? Jeremy Giles is the overall winner. Up by one on me. That's what I thought. All right, let's get back to the NBA bubble. A lot of exciting, exciting, exciting things happening. Let's start off with things that are not exciting, like the Pelicans and the Grizzlies. Both are underperforming. John Morant and Zion Williamson, two amazing rookie players, but not too much is going on. Ellis, take it away. Yeah, so right now the Grizzlies and Pelicans have been struggling in the bubble. This is obviously not the best towards the media team who clearly want a Jaw versus Zion matchup in the ninth, eighth round, in the ninth, eighth, whatever you call that game seeds, to make the yeah. playoff yes. seeds. So not the best. Jaron Jackson Jr. out for the season, unfortunate. And while the future looks bright for the Grizzlies, I don't see them making the playoffs this year. I mean, they've, they've really struggled in the bubble. A little bit of a disappointment, but bright future. As for the Pelicans, obviously Zion's on that minutes limit. He's, of course, electric when he plays. I'm not sure, really sure why they've struggled. Brandon Ingram and Ball have been balling up. I don't know why they're exactly sh- struggling, but they are. And so it's looking like the NBA marketing team... They lost to the Kings today. It look, it's looking like the NBA marketing team won't get what they want. It's looking more like Trailblazers and Spurs have made a late push to try to keep their playoff streak alive. So, yeah. Yeah, but as Ellis said, we all know the Grizzlies and the Pelicans are shrugging a little bit. We all wanted to see Zion and Ja in the playoffs going against two potential Rookie of the Year candidates. But uh, yeah, they just have to wait till next year. They both got a lot of talent, but uh, they just couldn't pull through this year. So I think for me, the one thing I'd say is that, well, first of all, as a rookie, it's really hard, I think, to play in a bubble, right? Just because the amount of change is already hard enough on players that have been in this league for years. For someone that's never even been down the stretch to have a four-month cool-down when, as a rookie, your momentum is such a huge thing is really hard and a really big deal for someone like Zion and Jarek right? just because they're starting over. Yeah. And I know, especially with the Pelicans, they, frankly, handled Zion terribly. Like, I remember one game, it was a really close game at the end. I, the first game for the Pelicans of the season, I was watching it. They had Zion on the bench. Like, I understand maybe he's not in the best shape. I understand. I get it. And I know he's injury-prone. But you can't tell me two minutes left in the game, you don't want your best player on the field. Like, there's load management is one thing. Playing 15 minutes a game when you try and make the playoffs is another. I don't think it's 15 minutes a game. I do think, though, that it's where they play the 15 minutes is more of an accurate, like, play them at the end because you need to win. And you sign the best, so play them at the end. Of course, I have to say, I think both teams have bright futures, so, so I'm not too worried if it doesn't happen in the bubble. And just for the record... Zion Williamson has played less than 30 minutes combined in the New Orleans Pelicans' first two losses. Yeah, I know. I, so it has been less than 15 minutes a game. Yeah, no, definitely load management. I mean, I was pretty excited to see Zion Williamson play. Personally, I think that um, my game style, you know, huge in the paint, very similar to him. Also, I'm going to be the starting point guard for William & Mary, so check that out. Highlights are coming. Um, are you sure? 247 Sports 3-star recruit. Exactly. But let's talk about the MLS, some soccer sport that I've also been excelling in, teaching the young uns at. Uh, a lot of soccer training in the Benari household going on with my sister elevating to the varsity level as a freshman. Not really, but again, 
same source that confirmed me as the William and Mary pickings. <laughs> but let's talk about the end of the MLS is back tournament. Ellis has been following this closely, so go ahead. So the end of the MLS is back tournament is near. Of course, we don't have the finals matchup quite yet, but I'll be taking place next Tuesday by the time you hear this. So we won't be able to. Keep we'll be able to. Up. We won't be able to predict it, but we will be able to guess. Um, we'll be, we will be able to give our reactions to the end. Um, Portland beat the Philadelphia Union to advance to the finals. Portland, obviously one of the favorites of the team, got a young player in Sebastian Blanco, who's been Blanco, who's been really, really good. And then the semifinal game, which is tonight, Orlando City versus Minnesota. Orlando City has, of course, a Man United star and Nani playing for them, and they have been one of the um, surprises of the tournament. Obviously, it's in Orlando, so maybe a bit of home field advantage, even though there's no crowd, but they've been really good. Minnesota is really, really dynamic. Of course, I mean, their attack is great. Of course, a little shoddy in the defense. I'm actually going to Orlando City here. This is not one of our official predictions, but I'm going to go to Orlando City here just because they've been in really good form. Sasha Kleshton, the former Red Bull, Nani. And I, I like picking teams with good form. Minnesota has scored a lot of goals, but are also prone to giving up a lot of goals. Orlando City is my team, and I think Portland will win the whole thing, though. Or would you like to talk about it? I think it's it's been a great restart. It was one of the first sports to come back, and I think it's just extremely successful in terms of what is going to happen after COVID? Of course, it's not going to be a one-size-fits-all for every sport, but I think the MLS really nailed it. A lot of attention, a lot of views. I saw a game with, like, seven goals and a red card. It's been featured across YouTube. The highlights were great. It's just interesting to see, but we kind of wanted to move on from soccer. Right, definitely just a success story in the age of corona. Yeah, which, you know, yeah. have been quite rare to come across, other than um, Jacob working out and potentially becoming the Syracuse kick here. That's big man. Yes, sir. I don't know. It's a great uh, Corona success story that kind of puts a light mood on everything. And I want to say, when we're talking about success stories, baseball does not count because... uh, Are you Ori now? Sport. Yes. Uh, Thank you, Jeremy, for uh, taking over my job really quickly. We're going to be moving on to Michael Porter Jr. and some unreal shooting from the great big man. Some have called it uh, the reincarnation of Kevin Durant and some other incredible things. 30 points, over 10 rebounds, shooting incredible from three, really unleashing the Nuggets' potential. What do you think of this? I mean, yeah, obviously, as Ori said, he's he's really playing like an all-star right now. But uh, one thing that you have to say is it's very early. It's two or two or three games into the bubble so far. Yes, he's had back-to-back 30-point games with double-doubles, I believe, in both, or one of the two. Both. Both. Actually, but, he might have uh, had nine rebounds. Yeah, so much. whatever. Very close with double-double in both. But, no, um, double-double. Double-double in both. 30, 15, 37, yeah. and 12 hit. Um, 11 for 19, 12 for, si- 12 for 16, and then like 5 of 9 from 3 and 4 to 6 from 3. Yeah, so, so the stats are there. He's a big man. As Ori said, very Durant-ish, just a little smaller. Kind of like me. Sure, kind of like Ori. But um, this kind of bummed the... New York Knicks couldn't grab him when he was a rookie. But, uh, he, oh, because Frank Nidakila, let's go! Actually, that was Kevin Knox. Frank, was Kevin, Kevin Knox, Knox sucks. Who still sucks, but... Um, but, um, yeah, yeah. But he had many injury problems in his rookie year. And, hey, guess uh, who's better than uh, Luke Nikila? Don't. Luke no. Kennard. His name's, La- his <laughs> name's not Luke Nikila. <laughs> All right, before we get into that big debate again, um, we're just going to... Um, the Knicks are better than the Pistons. I don't actually not, don't. I'm not sure I'm not about that. I'm not entirely sure about they that. Are, they're one game we're not going to debate one day, one less loss. this debate's oh, for another God. time. This yeah. is like William and Mary having a rivalry with Harvard. Only William and Mary cares about this side of the rivalry. The <laughs> Knicks and the Pistons have no rivalry. Only the Knicks care about this side of the rivalry. We do not lower ourselves to this kind of thing. And by Knicks, I think it just means Jacob. Yeah, really. <laughs> anyway, so, you know, it's interesting to hear about the bubble because as Terrence Ross was talking about in the Pat McAfee podcast... 
great podcast. By yeah, great podcast. Um, almost, um, no, almost no, better than No ours. one is better he, than He's going to be featured on here in two episodes. Check in, please. Well, we're, 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 not confirm or deny. Just it. wait. The, Pat McAfee had to grind to get to the top. We're grinding as well. Anyway, that's mm-hmm. not the point. Terrence Ross said, you know, it's easier to shoot in the bubble because the depth perception is better because the courts are smaller. So I guess they're, I don't know. Yeah, they're, they're no, sorry, not the court smaller, the um, the surrounding area, the arena small. Oh, so I guess I'm not entirely sure how that applies to death perception, but all NBA players pretty much have said that it really helps with shooting, and in terms of so so you've seen a lot of great shooting performances, uh, by Duncan Robinson by a bunch of really good three point shooters. Now in terms of uh, Michael Porter Jr., I mean he used to be the first round pick before he got injured. I mean the talent has always been there. Another great steal by the Nuggets. This Nuggets team is looking scary in the future, especially if Michael Porter yeah, Jr. can get great, stuff straight. Great, 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 scary. The one thing I will say, this is in the future, right? Like, Michael Porter, Jokic, they're both in, seem like really good players for the future. Michael Porter is still really young, and while I understand this is a great stretch now in the bubble, who's to say he can continue this, right? Like, half the battle with the sports player being really good in almost any sports is consistency as much as big games. So I'm not saying this means that he's... I'm not saying this means that he's not good. I'm just saying this in order to say that we don't know if this is going to continue yet. It's happened for two games, which is, while impressive, is a very small sample size. So it's still... The Nuggets, in my ideas, are not really changing. Yeah, but... But Nuggets, I think, biggest problem is shooting, if at any problems, and he's really solved that as of now. Of course, it is a small sample size, and I agree with Jeremy. Not sure it's going to be in the bubble. Like, not sure he's going to continue in the bubble, but I think for the future, he's going to be a star. Moving on to landscaping, we have baseball in our rearview mirror. Uh, some great starts, but let's talk about the Yankees and the Twins, who have been both on fuego. Uh, the Twins are doing this without the aid of one of the biggest markets in the league, um, and the Yankees are doing it with the aid of the biggest markets <laughs> in the league. However, Aaron Judge undeniably is playing amazing. So is Giancarlo Stanton. Hats uh, tipped off to them. Uh, my friend Jacob Kazanier has broken several TV remotes at some uh, contentious calls, um, which he's been very upset about. But I must admit that uh, the Twins have been extremely impressive. Everyone is hitting on their team. Miguel Sano today just hit another homer. Three runner on my fantasy team, so got to shout him out. There's some great pitching from from the Twins. Yankees, not so much. Garrett Cole is hitting it up, uh, lighting it up. A lot of lot of strikeouts. Great ERA. I think he's hitting at two five five right now. Paxton though, underwhelming. Very, um, very much lot. so. But uh, yeah, basically two giants dominating baseball right now. Yankees and Twins. As we have no Yankees fans present, <laughs> let's go with Jeremy here. Jeremy, what do you think of this start? Great. Like, I don't know what more you want me to add. They've been hitting insane. I think we knew from the beginning they were going to be one of the top two teams. They maybe exceeded even their expectations. Yankees or Twins? The Yankees. Yankees are guys. The well. Twins 100% have two, but the they Yankees... Exceed, is, yeah. I'm just saying the Yankees is more impressive because they were already supposed to be a top team. Yeah. And now they're, like, in the upper echelon of top teams. Yes. And obviously, it's early, and it's hard to see how long we'll continue but you must remember, this is a big thing. In a season that's only half the time, it doesn't need to continue as long as it normally would. All right, I'm going to go on my little, my little Yankees rant oh, here. here oh, boy. Yes, as Ori said, the Yankees <laughs> are back. currently the best team in Major League Baseball, and Aaron Judge is currently the best player in Major Amen. League Baseball. Leading the league in home runs and RBI. You know, their, their whole lineup's hitting. Gio Urshela. Came from the Toronto Blue Jays at a price of a used Toyota Camry. $23,000. <laughs> $23, Ryan Cashman got that from the Blue what? Jays. 
actually. He is. He, yeah. is, he might be one of the best third basemen in the AL right now. LeMahieu hitting very well, hitting above 400. Obviously, early again, short season. It's possible. We'll see what's going to happen with that. Or he said, pitching underwhelming other than Garrett Cole. But onto the Twins. They've... Talk about it. Talk about how terrible your pitching is. Go ahead. It's been terrible. Other than Garrett Cole, no one else has been good. Our bullpen has been insane. I mean, yeah, because... Uh, Green, uh, Adovino, Britain, all have allowed zero runs Chapman's in their 40 innings. Right? Not yet. Corona. He's from Corona. He'll be back this week. He's such a beast. Though. He's a beast. But I think Britain might keep the role because Britain's been very good so far with four saves. So four saves and four appearances. But yeah, also the Twins off to a very tough start. 10-3 and three as of this recording date. That's Yankees crazy. are 9-2. and two. Twins hitting bombs, Yankees hitting bombs. Everyone's hitting bombs. So yeah, Yankees, Twins hitting bombs, as Jacob said. Of course, the so far since there's only been about 10 games, there's been some wonky, as um, Mr. Glenn would say, records in the MLB. We got the um, Athletics being the Astros. The Astros have not been hitting well so far. Mm, little cheers goes for that. Um, we've got Aloy Jimenez hitting bombs, and White Sox are just trailing the Twins. But in the National League, you got some weird stats. We got the Marlins leading their division at five and one. The Cubs ha- have a ten and two record, lead their division, which is, I mean, the Cubs. Ten and two? Yeah, I know the Cubs are supposed to be good, Damn, but not yeah. this good. And and they're killing the division. The next best team is the Brewers at four and five. And the Rockies are beating the Dodgers at the moment. Are eight and three? What the hell? The Rockies, who have less pitching than the Yankees, some insane stats. That said, I don't think this discredits the Twins and Yankees, who I think are the two favorites to make it to the World Series up to this point. They're obviously, both in the American League. Yeah, both in the American League. But well, that's what I'm saying. The two favorites, and okay. they're in like the in the AL. Yeah. Sorry, I thought that goes to, that goes without saying. But um, yeah, I mean, Tigers at an even 500. Yeah, we'll take it. You know, we'll take anything we can get after. Also, that. the Royals, not the Royals, the Orioles, second in the AL East. What? But they're five and five six. and six. <laughs> the AL East is struggling. Red Sox suck. So, so the point Dan is, Fox pull up. Definitely some. Definitely some wonky numbers. I'm sure we'll see them somewhat adjusted by the time this is over. But let's move on to some predictions. All right, moving on to some predictions. Starting off with the Athletics and Astros. Jacob, take it away. Uh, yeah, I think this is going to be a good game. As of now, the Astros the Astros are desperately struggling. Altuve, Bregman, and uh, Springer are the top three hitters. They're hitting like a combined 100, 170 on the average scale, which is atrocious. But um, obviously, they're they're a very good team. They did cheat. But I, I do think they have the upper hand in this, especially with their young their young now ace because Verlander's out, their young pitcher going. Astros pitcher on Javier. Oh. I always forget his name. It's Javier something. Christian, Christian Javier. Christian Javier, the young, on my fantasy team, young quote-unquote ace for the Astros now against uh, the Athletics. who have also been very, very good, hitting very well, but I think the Astros come out on top. I mean, I think that, in my opinion, the Astros will win at all costs. That's the end of my opinion. Good one. This is true, Jerry. All right, so unless, unlike the rest of my colleagues or friends or podcast <laughs> mates <laughs> who are sheep picking the supposedly juggernaut super team, I'm going to pay my own way. Dude, why would I, I would like to, rem- I would like to remind everyone now. that as of now, I am the undefeated champ what? in this guessing game. Yeah. Why not? I won the first one and tied the second one, so I retained my belt. I'm the undefeated undisputed heavyweight champ Shut of up, this McGregor. game. So, I think my, my opinion might hold a little weight out there. So, I'm going to go Athletics. They got Lozardo, another young pitcher who's also been good, better than Christian, whatever, Javier, whatever what noob name that is. Better Lozardo, who's been... And Athletics have a better record than the Astros, and the Astros' core players all struggling without the <laughs> trash cans. So, I mean, I, I don't like to pick cheaters. I guess my colleagues... My friends, my podcast mates, 
see different. So I'm going athletics. They're also just a good scrappy team. Moneyball, athletics. Ori? Look, call them cheaters if you want. I pick winners. Okay, let's see, Jeremy. You're, you're 0-2. Who's the undisputed champ? Who's winning this? Who's the, you're Who's winning, winning so, so far. There's three weeks. Pipe down. I'm the undisputed champ. Until week five, I'm the All undisputed right, champ. All right, next prediction, Ori. Fine. Let's go Reds and Brewers. Reds are actually doing really well. Uh, some great hitting and some even better pitching out of them. Uh, Sonny Gray, what's his name? Trevor Bauer, my fantasy team, who's been eating up. So let's take it. Yeah, I think uh, we all know Sonny Gray is starting in this one for the Reds. The Brewers have not yet announced their starting pitcher. Reds have been doing pretty well. Brewers have been struggling a little bit. Yelich off to a really, really slow start, hitting below 100, I believe. Um, yeah, the Reds, Nick Castellanos hitting bombs as of now. Second in the league behind Judge and Homers and RBI. But uh, I think the Reds win this one. Yeah, this is hard for me. These are two teams that I actually both like and respect. Brewers, of course, struggling. <clears throat> Reds, though, have the worst record. I feel like have played a bit better at the moment. I'm going to go Reds here purely on the fact that Sonny Gray has been balling as a Red. Of course, got the Yankee curse, whatever. But as a Red, he's filthy, pure filth. So I'm going Reds over Brewers. Jeremy? Uh, this is actually not hard for me. I'm going Reds. Wow. Uh, insightful Great commentary analysis. from Jeremy Giles. <laughs> Uh, let's move on to our last um, baseball prediction, Nationals and Match, an intense rivalry um, of the two worst teams in the league. Uh, Jacob, take it away. All right, first off, not the two worst teams in the league. The Tigers still do exist. But, uh, sorry. Meow, meow, sorry, meow. <laughs> but uh, that was easy. But yeah, um, Thanks. Otherwise, than this... Are we talking about the Yankees acquiring the most expensive player on every single offseason? Uh, that was not easy. true because they don't even have the highest-paid player in the Major League. Base, in Major League. They anyway. just have the next three. Yeah. Uh, they have the fourth and, like, the seventh. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, Anyways, uh, I think the Nationals win this game. Steven Matz on the mound for the Mets. He's been struggling a little bit. Nationals are getting healthy, other than their pitching staff. Strasburg and Scherzer are both injured right now. No timetable for the return. But uh, Nationals bullpen's pretty good. And uh, Soto just came back from his COVID little break. And uh, he played very well in his debut, his season debut. And I think he's going to keep it up. And I think Nationals win this game. Oh, I'm glad Jacob mentioned my boy, my fantasy boy, Juan Soto, or as I like to call him. Baby Shark. Um, Nieva. Nieva Jesus, which means, that means snow Jesus. I meant to say young Jesus. To single-handedly. Save my baseball team in fantasy. He is so good, man. Oh, he's baby Jesus. He's, oh, man. That man, so much love, so much respect for the Nationals and their hitters. They're, um, <laughs> I have no idea. Stephen Matz. I have no idea who this person in front of me is. Stephen Matz sucks. The Nationals for the win. Let's get it. I'm going with Nationals. That's it. I'm good. Concise and sweet, but you ain't talking about the sweet, sweet bat of baby Jesus. Oh Aaron my God. Judge. Can we, can, we, can we just put him into our Watt Podcast Hall of Fame already? He hasn't, no. Uh, yeah. No, we can put Saquon no. in, though. Yeah, no, he no. Hasn't, you have to do something to be in there, fair enough. So we'll wait. But he, wait, I'm, I'm waiting until he saves my fantasy, and I'll delegate him into our Watt Podcast I'm Hall not, of Fame. I'm not sure him being baby Jesus is biblically correct, but you know what? That's okay. Baby Jesus is baby All Jesus. All right, That's enough for the <laughs> amazing... Enthralling sport of Major League Baseball. On to Ori for our Dude, basketball you segment. Roasting baseball now. Yeah. Wow. All right. On to the Mavericks the and the Jazz. This is Monday the tenth. What are we thinking, Ellis? Luca. We got Team COVID and Mr. Mitchell versus Mitchell and Gobert. Luca, the Don Corleone, Donchitz, and some skinny f- named Chris Asperzingas. <laughs> 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 
We don't like we don't we don't stand Chris Dabbs Porzingis because he <laughs> left the Knicks for out. nobody no. yet. Oh, yeah, leave it out. Leave it out. We don't like nobody, bro. But that said, I'm going Mavericks because oh. hey, don't touch my mic. Do not touch my mic. The Jazz. Listen, Mitchell Gobert. Sure, they're good, but we got the Slim Reaper. That's KD. Damn, we we got some KD. trash slim person named Chris Porzingis. And know it, he sucks. But guess who doesn't? Luca, the Don Donchitz. He's been putting up unreal stats in the bubble, picking up Kristaps Porzingis' skinny little butt. And I mean, also just the Mavs are just a really good team, and I think they're underrated. So yeah, Mavs will win. Yes, I also do agree with Ellis. My favorite player in the NBA, Luka Doncic, has been balling out in like a 30-20-10 triple double the other night. Yeah, that skinny Kristaps f- Porzingis language. left the Knicks for some. <laughs> I was pretty pissed off when that happened, oh, but uh, oh I don't like him, but he's still tough, and I think the Mavericks win this game. I would like a disclaimer to our audience. We have not taken any substances and are completely sober. I don't know about you. I, <laughs> as, about far as, Speak for yourself. as far as I'm aware, uh, please do not listen to my comrades. But uh, with that said, uh, I'm going to have to go with, as my friends say, that skinny Kripsaps and the Mavericks. Uh, yeah. Profanity, uh, profound, and perfidious. That's how we're going to describe Christoph Przingis. Przingis. Another exciting uh, matchup from the Western Conference. we got the Nuggets and the Lakers. Nuggets have been booling out because uh, of Michael Porter Jr., but let's see. What do you have for us, Jacob? Yeah, obviously the Nuggets have been doing very well in the early start to the, the bubble restart. But uh, I think the Lakers win this game. They just clinched the Western Conference. Wow, it's not like I was talking so much. Yeah. They just clinched the Western Conference. And uh, obviously, it'll be LeBron, the King, Anthony Davis, the Brow, both been balling out. And I think the Lakers win this game. I think it's a good game. But I think Lakers win this game. Ellis? Yeah, the Lakers just clinched the... Wow, clinched. Clinched the Western Conference. So I don't know if they have much to play for anymore. The Raptors smacked down the Lakers last, last time. Although, actually, they beat the Jazz. But, no, the Thunder. Chris yeah. Paul, my boy. Smackdown the Lakers, they're not trying too much. Anthony Davis is putting up monster numbers. LeBron's been a bit chillax. So I'm going with my boy MPJ and Bull Bull and Nikola Skinny Jokic now. Nuggets. He's not skinny. No, he got, no, skinny. He got skinny. Check his pictures. What? Yeah. Like um, yeah, over quarantine. Anyway, so I'm going the Nuggets with the new and improved Michael Porter Jr. Dropping 42 on LeBron's old head. Yeah, washed up king. I'm just kidding, actually. All respect to LeBron, but I do have nuggets on this one. Um, so for me, I do not have nuggets on this one. And I think, I guess the way I see this is that Michael Porter's been playing amazing, but I'm not going to start predicting him to play amazing off of two games. Like, do I think it's possible that Nuggets win this? Absolutely. From Jokic to Porter, they are a very, very good team. But I think one from LeBron, I know AD hasn't been great in the fourth quarter, but really with LeBron, right, in... The Lakers as a whole are really old teams, so I trust them to be better in the clutch, generally speaking, right? Better in the fourth quarter crunch time versus a team with the Nuggets. I know kind of has to learn how to win to an extent, which I know is a big thing in the NBA that's often talked about, right? Like baby steps in the playoffs. So I actually could see the Nuggets actually playing better this game, but I think when it comes down to it that LeBron's going to make the plays he needs to win. Yeah, I mean, I always love watching the Nuggets play. Nikola Jokic kind of reminds me of my game style. Great passing. Seven foot, um, outside or, shot. Has a player not reminded you of your game style? Yes, Javale McGee. I do not associate with Javale <laughs> McGee. We got the Raptors. We got the Bucks. Uh, two great, great teams. Uh, one missing Kawhi Leonard, but still performing amazingly. 
uh, Giannis with some crazy dunks, but getting dunked on by a Spurs player I saw last night. Um, so what do we think? Jacob, you take it away. Yeah, I think the Bucks are going to win this game. Just as we, were, we are recording on Thursday, the Bucks have just clinched the Eastern Conference, just like the Lakers have the West. Yeah, they might not play as hard now, but I think Giannis and Middleton, they all still want to win. I think they're going to play as hard as they can. I think the Bucks win this game. Jeremy, what do you think? Um, I'm actually going to go with the Raptors, and here's why. I think we're talking about better teams. The Bucks have better talent. First of all, they probably have the best player, singest player in the NBA in Giannis. And frankly, I don't really think it's that much contested whether he – it's whether he one or two, but that he's number one or two. But I just think the Raptors are a much more well-coached team. The Bucks have been struggling a little bit recently, especially in the bubble. Chris Middleton, honestly, I don't trust him that much. Ooh, and damn. Have, some trust issues here, Jimmy. What's going on? No, it just – like, Giannis is a very good player, and Chris Middleton is not bad. But for him to be the number two on a potential championship team – does not seem realistic to me. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I feel like he sense. could be a good three, but not a two. And I just think the Raptors as a whole team are more well-built. And, yeah, I'm going with the Raptors. No, that's fair. Yeah, I have to agree with Jeremy here. I'm going... I'm going the Raptors. Wow, me and Jeremy agree against Jacob. Um, The Bucks have... Jeremy pretty much said everything. I do think, actually, Chris Middleton is underrated. Uh, unlike Jeremy. That said, the Raptors play really good team basketball. Nick Nurse, White Jesus... Yeah, so White Jesus, Nick Nurse. But yeah, Pascal Siakam has been playing like a bona fide star in the bubble. And I just think, you know, the Bucks have been kind of cautious with Giannis and Middleton. And I actually think, and they, they haven't performed up to standards. I think that continues Raptors win. And now that our predictions are over and I will win them and I'll make a big comeback. Fingers crossed. Yeah. We're going to do our Rack Sport of the Week. Rack Sport of the Week is, drumroll please... It is called Tuck Tuck Polo, invented in Sri Lanka in 2016. You hear polo in the name, that's for a good reason. It's pretty much polo, the variation of polo, but instead of playing it on, you really play a horse on like elephant back or horse, right? Yeah. You play it on horses, right? Polo. Yeah. You yeah, do. I'm sorry, to mind blank. Um, so instead of playing it on horses, you play it on a little cart called a Tuck Tuck, hence the name. Tuk Tuk Polo, yes, we are all brilliant here. Tuk Tuks are popular form of transport in Asia. What are they? It's a mini golf cart. Yeah, that's what it is. There's not much more than it. So you roll around in your mini golf cart. Just imagine you in the golf courts hitting a perfect hole in one. You're rolling around, you're rolling around. You got a little stick, you got a little polo ball. You're trying to get in the net. You're going vroom, 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 vroom. Goal. Does anyone want to? Yeah, that's pretty much it. Big sport in Sri Lanka. Mo, that's where it's originated. That's where Sri Lanka. It's Sri Lanka? Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka, sorry. Um, sorry for my mispronunciation. Mispronunciation. Um, that's ironic. Mispronunciation. Yeah. Anyway, it spread to some countries in South Asia. I think we're going to have to try to um, adapt it to America just with my really little red Subaru. I'm going to pull up with a little stick and a ball in um, Columbia High School's parking lot. Anyway, would Ori and Jeremy like to play it out for us? Ready? Go. Shorty little fatty. That is Shorty my little boo. That is okay. Since if you're not Ellis gonna, got a fatty. <laughs> I do Ellis fat. my little boo. I am his little boo thing. That said, as always, unless you're Jeff Bezos, do not, do not bet money on Jeremy. Our let's you can do the rant. Go ahead. Do not bet money on our podcast. Please do not. I mean, if you are, bet on me. Given that I have the best record so far, but even with that said, that is not a wise investment. 
Well, also, if you would listen to Jeremy's analysis, you would know that he has no clue what he's talking about. My analysis hey. has been spot on. Jeremy, your analysis has been very perfect. My analysis, very, I got undefeated. We're don't critique so. our podcast members here, Jacob. You're, you're you're in probation for an episode. Go on. It's okay. You know what we're doing? The do- <laughs> you hear that dog? You know what it's telling you? Vote for Jeremy. That dog is what happened. That dog had a house once. Yeah. It had a family. Yeah. Then it bet on our podcast and it did not. As you heard, the dog's barking back there just to tell you that don't bet on our podcast because, as Jeremy said, he lost his little dog kettle because he bet it on he bet it on Kristaps Poizungus getting thirty and he only got ten. Anyway, as always, look at our Twitter at Watt Podcast One. Look at our Instagram at Watt Podcast. We had a recent Joe Kelly Harry Potter mashup that you really don't want to check out, so follow us. There. Now we're on Google Podcasts officially. We're also on Deezer. We're also on Deezer, Buzzsprout, Spotify, Apple. So no excuse not to listen to the podcast. I know and you guys have what, one what, of those what apps. What views are we nearing now? 1,000 total views. We are we're we're, we're, we're 60 views away from 1,000 views. Let's grind us there. We appreciate your support. Or, you know, just get us there this episode. Yes, we appreciate your support always. We love it. As always... No, you don't say anything, Jacob. I see you in time. <laughs> Have a great week. Hope you enjoy the episode. Stay safe and bye! bye!